Welcome back to Freedom Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, we're continuing our study as we're talking about fitness, both physical and spiritual. And today, we're going to talk about tracking your progress. Now, physically, this is important because you want to make sure you're not headed for injury. You want to make sure that you're actually making progress toward the goals we talked about last week and that um, you're going to make it. And if you don't track it, you won't make it. And quite often, if you won't track it, if you don't track it, then you'll get off track and you'll just end up giving up. And so we have, in our day and age, a plethora of options for how to track our fitness goals physically. There are so many uh, computer programs, there are so many phone apps, most of them are tied with a phone app as well because you can take your phone with you and wear it right on your shoulder or on your hip or something and it can track your distance. Um, and if you have other things, it can track heart rate, it can track all sorts of your physical things as well. Um, so those phone apps that you might have, and sometimes they have websites, most of the time they have websites that correlate with them, some of them that you might be able to use. So I'm going to start out with three of them that I use. And, I, and yes, I have access and accounts on three different apps, not because they, well, I get different information and different help from it in different apps. First one I have is, that I use the most is my Garmin app. And unfortunately, if you don't have a Garmin device, this is going to be useless for you. But my Garmin app, I can also connect with other friends. I can give goals with each other. And we can have, we've got some, a group right now of guys that we've got a goal for a month's worth of running and who's who's got the most miles in a month. It's just a, a friendly competition. The next one is also a very popular one. It's put out by Under Armour and it's called Map My Run. There's a second version of it for the Android devices called Map My Fitness. They're both the same app really. Um, on the iPhone I believe it's only Map My Run but this is um, this is a, a po very popular one, partly because it's made by Under Armour, but you know, I, partly because it does a really good job of mapping your run out or your, and it's misnomer because you can also use it for other things. You can use it for hiking, you can use it for bicycling, and it'll keep your speed and track a lot of things that way. Um, so there's, there's all sorts of things, activities in either one of these apps, uh, most of these apps, that you can track with this. And you can, again, put friends. I've got some friends on Map My Run, and when I do an, uh, an event or when I do a workout, even on my Garmin app, it gets pushed to my Map My Run app. And then those friends can see that and it encourages them then to keep going. And when I see theirs, it encourages me to keep going. And the next one I have is uh, made and put out now, they bought it out by Adidas, and that is called Runtastic. 
and that's primarily a running app. However, they do have other fitness things in there as well, and they have really good advice on there. It's out of, I believe it's out of Austria, and there's a lot of really good advice for fitness, a lot of really good advice for core fitness, for avoiding injuries, for um, for you know, what you should eat, and and all of that. So that online on their website, they've got a lot of good videos that really help you out in articles as well. The next one I don't personally have, but I know people that do, and it's more of a professional level one, and that's called Strava. Strava is a an app that is very versatile and works with a lot of different disciplines of what you're going to track, um, as well as Map My Run and as well as the Garmin app. And then there are apps that also are connected with Fitbit, if you have a Fitbit. Um, so that leads me to the next section, and that is, as you're tracking your progress, you need something to track you. I mean, it's, it's nice to have something that actually tracks it for you so you don't have to log it every time. And you can do that with any of these apps. You can log manual events. So if you know, it was really difficult to track a weightlifting exercise, um, so you put that in manually. And you can track in any of these manually as well. But the, today we have, you know, not only can you take your phone with you for many of these apps, but if you don't want to have your bulky phone, because phones are absolutely huge now. I mean, look, that's, it's, it's huge. And if I wear that, that, that takes up almost all of the upper part of my arm. And it's just going to be annoying during my run or during my ride. And during a ride, it's not so bad. I can mount it on my bike, but I'm not gonna swim with it. And so today we have the options of wearables. And there's so many different things that you can wear um, anywhere from watches to ones that lace up on your laces on your shoes to um, on, on cycling for biking. You can get the cyclo computers that mount right on your handlebars. Some of those even track your cadence as to how fast you're pedaling. They track your speed. They, some of them are GPS now. Um, you can use a pedometer that you just strap onto your belt or your waistband. So all of these things and the watches are really handy. That's what I use. I use, and that's why I've got the Garmin app, is because a friend of mine um, shared his old Garmin watch with me, and now this is the next iteration of that. I've had a couple upgrades, and so I can use the Garmin app because my Garmin watch will track me. It not only tracks where I go, and because as you know, Garmin is really famous for their GPS. But it not only tracks the GPS of where I run or where I ride or where I hike, I even use it for cross-country skiing in the winter, but it also has little lights on the back side of it that will track my pulse. And so some of them will track your pulse like that. Some of them even can track your blood pressure. So there's all sorts of things that they can do in the two 
probably most featureful options are either a, a, a watch by Garmin or an Apple Watch um, or some other type of smart watch, although the Apple Watches seem to have more in them than the other smart watches. Those can be, as long as they have a GPS, they'll track where you are and you can see where you ran afterward. They'll put it right on a map and you can share it with your friends and they can use the same course and you can share how you're doing together. Another um, big one for things like this is Fitbit. Most of the Fitbits don't seem to have a GPS, but they will track your steps and your cadence and such, and so they can figure out about how far you went based on your stride length. And there's just all sorts of other um, watches nowadays. And so why would I do this? Why track my progress? Well, partly because you want to see if you're getting better or if you're getting worse. And if you're getting worse, you need to check as to, you know, is this a health issue? Um, am I overtraining? Am I going to, to uh, cause injury or something? Or do I have heart issues or whatnot? And also, one other benefit I found to be really big is that friends help friends. So I can encourage my friends. My friends can encourage me and they can help me in my fitness journey. Now, what about spiritually? What about spiritually? Psalm 90, verse 12. Does, do we track our spiritual life? The psalmist says here, in Psalm 90, verse 12, So teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. This is a psalm from Moses. And he's saying, teach us to number our days. Keep track of our progress along the way. That's really what he's talking about. Not just number our days so that we know, okay, I've been on this earth for 53 years. That's not what he's talking about. When you look back at those 53 years, how much progress have you seen in your growth? Have you seen progress to being more like Christ, like we were talking about last week, where you're meeting and starting to get closer to those spiritual goals? The only way to tell if we are on track for our spiritual goals is to actually track and look at our lives. 1 Peter 5 and verse 8 says this, Be sober of spirit, be on the alert. Why would you be on the alert? Because I'm tracking what's going on. I'm tracking my progress. I'm tracking the, the enemy around us because he says, Because your enemy... Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Why am I on the alert? Not just because he could attack me, but because I need to make sure that I am going the right direction and not inadvertently following him. But instead, I need to track myself, not necessarily on a daily basis, but keep 
track of how am I doing? Am I getting better? Am I learning more about the scriptures? Well, if I need to know if I'm learning more about the scriptures, then I need to know am I actively and continuously in the scriptures. Now that's something you can track, and personally I do. I track my Bible reading on a regular basis to see if I'm meeting some of those spiritual goals which help me to grow closer to Christ and to be more like him. So keep on the alert because your adversary is seeking to devour you. He's seeking to put you down. He's seeking to discourage you from meeting those goals that we talked about last week. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. I love this verse, and we've made this verse kind of a theme verse for our men's ministry at the church here. Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Be on the alert. You can't be on the alert about your spiritual fitness if you're not somehow evaluating your spiritual fitness. You have to evaluate yourself, and the only way to evaluate yourself is to keep some track of it. Um, and I'm not talking about keep track of how many people you led to Christ. You might keep track of how many times you've had an opportunity to share Christ with somebody. Uh, we're not there to notch our belt, but we're there to say, you know what, am I being faithful at taking the opportunities that God has given to me? And so maybe I would track... Um, Yep, I had an opportunity today, I took it. Or I had an opportunity today, I missed it. And then I can track, am I getting better? Am I not getting better? He says, though, be on the alert. Even if you're not a data-driven type person, more like, like I tend to be more like that. Even if you're not data-driven, that's okay. You still need to be on the alert. You still need to look, be looking around. You still need to be assessing your life. Am I, we're never going to be sinless, but am I learning to sin less? Am I sinning less this year in 2023 than I did in 2022? And is that better than 21? And is that better than 2020? And so far on back, am I getting better? Am I growing closer to Christ? Or am I not? The only way we know that is by looking at where we've been and being on the alert. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 6. So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. Be alert and don't get panicky, but be sober. Be realistic. Keep your mind about you, but be on the alert at the same time. I was told by a state police officer once, keep your head on a swivel. Be alert. And he's saying, because we don't want to be like those, when Christ comes back, we don't want to him to find us sleeping at the wheel. 
We don't want to find him, him to find us, you know, like the, the one person who had the one talent and he hid it in the ground. Instead, we want him to find us as being faithful. And so we track. And so we, we, we keep an eye on our progress. Colossians chapter 4 leads us into another way that we can be alert to where our progress is in our spiritual growth. Chapter 4, verse 2 in Colossians, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Prayer is a way that you can assess yourself and where you are spiritually. Prayer is a way that you can assess your righteousness. There's a way you can assess your sanctification. While you're in prayer, keep watch. What are you keeping watch for? That somebody might attack you from outside and keeping one eye open while you're praying? No, that's not what he's talking about. Keeping watch over your soul. Keeping watch over your heart. Keeping watch over your direction in life. Keeping alert in prayer. Like the psalmist. Lord, look at me and tell me if there's any wicked way in me. Show me. Well, what's he doing? He's praying. He's asking God at that time to show him if there's something in himself. He's alert in prayer. In fact, Jesus told his disciples to do this in the Garden of Gethsemane in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 41. Keep watch and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We need that same call today, reiterated in our lives. Keep watch in prayer. Keep watching and praying. Why are they to keep watching? That they may not enter into temptation. Keep watching for the, your heart, the direction of your heart, and is it going the correct direction, or is it headed towards spiritual injury? And Keep watching and keep praying. Again, in Ephesians chapter 6, where he's talking about the armor of God, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, in verse 18, he says, With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. Keeping an attitude of prayer, he's saying, throughout the day and throughout life. Keep those lines of communication open with God so that you can be watchful in your life and be listening spiritually to the voice of God. Not that he's going to speak to you physically, but he will speak to your heart and he will bring things to mind that you need to remember and that you need to be convicted of. He says, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition 
for all the saints. Be on the alert while you're praying because we are fighting this fight. And so he encourages us to be on the alert in prayer. This is something that most Christians fail at because most Christians fail at having a vibrant, active prayer life. It's very important to keeping your progress toward the goal of being more like Christ. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Freedom Fridays. Mm -hmm.